Time for rolling. How's it going everyone and welcome to a special Time for Rolling esports episode 2.3 Breakdown with Odds. We were very excited to have Odds on the show to help Crude and I with some of the knowledge behind item changes that we may not notice. Uh, we're looking forward to you know doing these types of episodes in the future with Odds. I mean, you know, we can't thank him enough for taking time out of his busy schedule and time out of coaching to help us with these episodes. Uh, so, you know, a lot of news coming up here in the future. Uh, 2.3, you know, it's a it's a big deal this being released. So we have a lot of giveaways to help celebrate this. You know, we'll be giving away skins for all the new skins that were released in 2.3. Um, so you can just start by following us on Twitter at timeforrolling underscore esports. We'll be doing some giveaways on that page as well as on our own Twitter accounts. You can follow Crude on Twitter at crude sloth vg and follow me at endless 55 vg you know we're gonna be having some fun with these giveaways and we're doing some little games and some challenges for you guys to kind of win these uh win these new skins so we'll be having more information coming up here in the future but that's pretty much it now for announcements so let's go ahead and jump into episode nine of time for only esports targets that is one trade t tigers is still pretty healthy tries to jump in he finds one this is a big turnaround for liberation x they might get the third they might find an ace here on two lost boy top surrey strike it's not oh. enough goes down he might go for donna twips he's gonna get one he's gonna get two lost boy oh. top I'm for rolling. Hey, how's it going, guys? Endless 55 here. I am with Crude Sloth. We are next to each other. Hey, been a while since we've done this. Yes, hopefully this is going to be easier than doing it over Discord and us messing up a million times <laughs> and editing a million times. I don't mess up. No, definitely not. Never do. All right, so we decided to do a special episode, a third episode over 2.3's update. We are going to look at just specific things that we think are going to impact the esports side. Uh, you know, we got a bunch of a few hero changes, uh, some item, a, a lot of item changes that are going to we think are going to affect the game. So <clears throat> later in this episode, we're going to bring in odds coach for Cyclone, talk to him. Uh, he's going to give us a lot of breakdown of these specific item changes and what he thinks will change and metas off of it. So uh, let's go ahead and talk about the other items that we think will, you know, that are going to affect esports. First, this is kind of a fun one. It doesn't really affect it big time, but, you know, we've got taunts now. Yep, taunts will, uh, I think that'll enable more trolling. <laughs> I mean, trolling definitely for casual, but, I mean, in competitive side, you know, when people get, like, a triple kill, it can be kind of fun to see maybe... You know, Lance do his little dance or Fortress peeing on a bunch of dead bodies. I mean, it's definitely going to be some taunting and like... Maybe a little disrespect there. Yeah, but I think it'll be fun for the game. And I'm kind of curious if Vanglory will come out with rules if like maybe pro players can't use it. I doubt it just because I think it gives more excitement to it. I, I mean, we'll, we'll probably see hotfixes just, you know, after the community yeah. feels it out and see how they want it. But another thing that we may see in the future change for esports, I don't think right now it's as big a deal because like... So manual build pass. I don't think the build pass they let you choose are even really viable. Like when you play captain, you get like build pass that have like weapon damage in it. You're yeah. just like, 
But we think in the future, hopefully Vainglory will allow us to go in and customize our items for certain heroes and save it. Because I think that'd be kind of nice where you can click on your customized build path and then have quick buy enabled. You walk by the shop, you just click the button, you don't have to open it, you don't have to worry about you know scanning through all the items to try to find your item and that can kind of slow you down. So I think for the pro players, if they can customize build pass, walk by the jungle, click on the item they want, and move on, fighting's going to happen that much faster. I was going to say, that'll really affect the fighting. and Because there's um, been times where we both like get to the jungle, you panic because you know they're there, you try to buy an item super fast, and like you may get caught out that way. So maybe in the future we'll see manual build pass becoming more viable, and after Vanglory gets feedback from the community of how to fix it, because right now a lot of people want options to turn it off. They don't even want to see it because it just you know, triggers them when they see it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, it annoys me a little bit when I first pull it on up, because yeah. I'm still getting used to it, though, and I'm like, all right, just uh, just go ahead and click out of that. I don't yeah. need that. But uh, moving on, talking about the reorganization of items, now you can, which I love this feature, uh, anywhere on the map you can pull up your, your build, and you can, this is mainly for, like, captains and roams, I guess, but you can reorganize where you want your fountain, where you want your crucible or the war treads. It, it's nice, you can kind of, put them, you know, if maybe your fountain you like having on the lower left-hand side or wherever you have it at, but it, it enables them to know where their item's going to be when those fights break out. Yeah, if they buy a new item, it won't switch up on them and their fountain won't become in a different location. Uh, even as a carry role, when I play, uh, I'll put my reflex block above my boots just so I have my reflex block directly to the right where I'm tapping. So even that little change makes a difference. You know, some play, some uh, captains, you know, the pros. It'll be interesting to see how they do it. But they may want, they may want their crucible at the top, or they may want their fountain. It just depends on probably who they play and what they're doing. But I mean, I think this has been wanted for a long time in the community, and you know, Vanglory finally rolled that out. So that's a really nice update for us. Yeah, I know the captains are excited about it. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Uh, moving on, so the attack speed change. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so the game's been out for two years now. Two and plus, maybe a little bit. They finally have noticed and fixed this 0.1 second delay on auto-attacking. So with this new fix, they had to nerf. I don't know if they had to nerf, but they did. They nerfed anything that had attack speed. So, you know, Ringo Swirling Silver, Saw Spin-Ups, uh, Alternating Current, Breaking Point, you know, Tornado Trigger, all these items... They got a lot of nerf changes, a lot of um, their attack speed went down because Vanglory says now with the auto attack fixed, the attack speed will be faster. But within day one of um, the release, people were just going off on Twitter. Starting all over was ticked, you know, he's just like, the attack speed's broken, fix it. And Vanglory tweeted right back at him and was like, like this is, you know, something you'll have to get used to and just with some time you'll get used to it. So I think Vanglory's... We've seen issues with Vanglory listening too much to the community and maybe yeah. being too lenient and fixing things just based off what we want. And I think sometimes it's good to have Vanglory be like, "No, this is what we want. This is what how we're going to do it. You'll get used to it." They're, I think they're, you know, they're focusing that more sort of the the competitive side too. I mean, yeah, they want they want to keep the the community happy and stuff, but to actually make the esports, you know, I guess to, in comparison to like League of Legends viable they they have to kind of sometimes step in and be like no this isn't we're not going to back down on this we got it we got to do this and yeah for sure i mean i don't notice the attack speed that much but that's because i'm carry so you would be the one to ask you're carry <laughs> you're captain yeah so i mean um you know there's just big changes like tornado triggers attack speeds from 75 percent down to 40 percent like that's a 35 percent decrease just based off of uh, the, them fixing auto attacking. I mean, I've been I played Ringo a little bit today, and just you notice a difference. It used to be where if you got enough attack speed, you could just 
and you stutter step like crazy. You can just literally tap the crap out of your screen and like your auto attacks are just flying out. It's insane. But now it's much more controlled. You have to tap to cancel animations perfectly. And it, it, I think it's going to be much more like skillful Skill, yeah. and it's not just where you Skill can, you based. know, panic and tap everything. But it's big change. And that's why, you know, this weekend right now we still got uh, the fourth weekend of Bangalore 8. They're still on 2.2. But, you know, players, these carries are going to have to adjust really quick this next week because this next when they get through challenger battles and they're going to be on the new update so hopefully we'll see uh we'll see if these carries are changed at all and see if they see any you know effect from it yeah i'm actually really excited to see the 2.3 for the pros to start playing on that to see yeah. what i mean i mean let's see you know if starting all over gets his ringo or you know how, how big of effect has it been yes. on him and yes. has he been able to adapt to it so i mean we'll leave most of the items break down for when we talk to odds um for hero buff and nerfs uh there's been a pretty good amount of change for them um probably the two main that are either picked or banned are adagio and lyra they're the healers they're kind of very top prioritized uh do you want to talk about adagio yeah so there's a light nerf to um adagio his range is down from 6.8 to 6.6 which Which, i mean it seems small but i would say if you play adagio you probably will notice like oh i have to be a little bit closer just to get those auto attacks off yeah and then his gift of fire also received a slight nerf too so yeah i mean they said in the patch notes it's still gonna pack a punch but they're trying to back it off a little bit to where the heal doesn't come out like super strong uh same with lyra we see her get a little bit of a nerf and uh, her total energy levels down so she's not gonna be able to spam out her her sigil and her other abilities as much. It's going to make her a little bit more be cautious early game. Um, she still got a pretty high, uh, powerful heal from her uh, Imperial Sigil. The cooldown's up, though, from 8 to 10 seconds. So that's got a little bit longer of a cooldown. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see how, if it really does affect the, the two healers. I think I have a feeling we're still going to see them being prioritized yeah. in bands and... Uh, I think either way, Adagio is still going to be pretty good in the lane. Um, I think it'll be interesting. Though. I think their their whole goal with that was obviously trying to get because I mean, like you said, every time it's Adagio either getting picked up or banned. Same with Lyra, picked up or banned. So I think they're trying to get more of those those Captain Rome heroes switched in. Um, I mean, I, I know we see like a Lance come out every once in a while, or the Fortress is coming out more and more now. But I mean, even to get more like Arden or Catherine back in the mix, which. We'll see. We'll see what they decide to do with it. But yeah, I think Arden is is still just as strong, and yeah. he's just not really picked up as much. But uh, we see another big change is a pedal, like a bunch of small ones. But she's kind of been reworked once again. Um, her attack speed has been increased in scales now, so it's like from a hundred percent, it will scale up to one thirty six instead of just staying at a hundred. Uh, her attack range is down though slightly, so you have to be a little closer and try to you know they're trying to get her more in a a little bit of that danger zone where she can't just auto attack and get her munions to run out there and start chunking people down. The munions have been changed pretty good though. Uh, they removed the sunlight attack speed portion of the perk, and then the leash range, which is the probably the big thing to the munions, is down. So the leash is eight from down from eight to seven point five. So this way the munions can't go as far and they have to sit closer to pedal. Once again, kind of putting her more in that danger. But uh, her bramble booms. Uh, seeds the cooldown is up from 2 to 2.5 so the seeds no longer dispawn if petals too far away from her which you think is awesome but when you look at the seed lifetime now seed lifetime is down from 45 seconds to 12 seconds that's huge so it's much harder for petal to put out this minefield of mines where she can just trampoline and have these you know the little bombs that explode and kind of can be really a big nuisance but 
Uh, you know, our leader of our guild, Bleco, Time for Rolling, she is a big pedal main. I talked to her about the changes, and she's just like, it's crazy. Pedal's like a different feel playing with her. And I don't, I haven't really heard from her if she hates it or loves it. She's <laughs> still, I think she's still pretty undecided on what she likes, but I've listened to a few other people talk about pedal as well, and they think she's fun to play still, and she's just slightly different. Her gameplay's been changed a little bit. Yeah. Um, Grumpjaw though, Grumpjaw got quite the uh, the buff on that one. Yeah, I think Vainglory was really big on excited about Grumpjaw just because of how his ultimate can change the game. But he was just too weak. We, yeah, no, no one was picking him up in the games. I mean, we saw Flash X pick him up, and I think Xenotech were the, were the two people that really picked him up. There might have been someone else that I'm missing, but other than that, no one's really been picking him up. He needed this, you know this buff so yeah I mean his living armor has been changed big time and they removed the bonus armor and shield but they now you know he now grants six damage reduction per stack so it's kind of like a crawl where he gets those weakness stacks on there um his stats in general you know his armor's down but his shield's up his health regen's up from 3.39 to uh and it's up to four and it can scale and up to 7.42 so we see just tweaks here and there uh, his base damage is tweaked down in the beginning, but it scales higher in late game. So there's a lot of small changes, but I think we may see Grumpjaw come into play more. I'm hoping so. Don't know if we'll see him as a jungler come into more play, as a play, but I know Flash has you know ran him a lot as a as that captain position just because when you eat someone that can yeah know, that really changes. It yeah. basically turns it to a two v three. It for sure does, five which seconds. a lot of people think it's unfair, but we haven't seen it work yet, so it must not be too unfair. Yeah. Uh, the other one which I'm slightly excited about, I don't know yet. I think that's a question we're going to talk to Odds about is if uh, if Crystal Laners will be coming back in the new update. Uh, but Scarf, he got a, a buff, a slight buff. The only thing they really changed on him was his cooldown for his um, Spitfire. It's you know his cooldown. He can spit it. He can you know use it a lot more and kind of spam that Spitfire, which can help him in that early game. But it yeah. still scales pretty balanced into the late game because Scarf is a late game hero but it kind of gives him an early game advantage which can help him um, but yeah I mean I'm interested to see how much these there wasn't really that many fixes or buffs nerfs to heroes this patch uh, I think for the most part everyone's pretty balanced a lot of people still think Kestrel is pretty strong mm -hmm. and think that she needs a nerf but she didn't get touched this patch, and, I mean, we don't see people really prioritizing her that much, so she can't be that strong, because we're not really seeing her that much out there on the fold in Vainglory 8. Yeah, I think the Vainglory just kind of focused more on the, the emotes and the taunts and stuff like that this patch. That was a lot of them. I mean, yeah, they still had their small um, hot fixes and stuff like that, but... So let's go ahead and get our very first guest on the Time for Rolling Esports. We are very excited to have Odds come on here and help us, you know, drop some knowledge and break down these numbers for this 2.3 update. Uh, our hope is to have him on every new update to help us break down the item changes and the new uh, tweaks to every hero. So uh, we just really appreciate him and let's jump into our first Time for Rolling interview. Time for Rolling. All right, so we're joined now by Odds. Uh, he is the coach from Cyclone. How are you doing, Odds? Good. How are you all doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for joining us. So, Odds, how has it been since you have switched to the role of coach? It's been an interesting transition and definitely a transition, especially moving to EU with the time difference. 
and the responsibilities and roles alongside a coach takes on. But it's definitely the direction I want to go in, and I definitely think it's the right choice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you find yourself doing similar things as when you were the analyst at Rogue, or is it? I mean, is it different? Or so I do fill a lot of the same roles as an analyst, but you take on a lot more responsibilities with managing the players, getting to know them, helping them get motivated, figuring out all that the ins and outs of their personal life and their um, professional life as a Vanglory player. Yeah, I mean, there's probably a lot more behind the scenes that we don't see. I mean, today's kind of a good day because we actually just wrapped up day one for weekend four of Anglory 8. So, I mean, real quick, if you want to just give us like a lowdown of how your morning went and what you all had to do today to prepare the team. So, basically, uh, for today, it's just another day. Um, we t- treat each team the same. Every team in the Vanglory 8 is the same, and we prep the same for them. And... Simply today, we uh, took the W, we prepared, and our plan, what we had executed better than uh, the other team, and we hope to take this um, into day two and secure the number one spot in split one. Yeah, I mean, right now, I think you guys are one point behind G2, so hopefully on day two, you're, uh, you're Waldemar and the boys will show out, but I think that's a good transition into what we're really here for, which is the breakdown of the new items of 2.3. We kind of wanted to get you on the show and see what your opinions are of how things may change. Um, I guess, for instance, today we saw, you know, Waldemar on that Ringo, you know, he built that Sorrow Blade, Breaking Point, and Tyrants. Uh, Is this something we're going to continue to see, or what kind of items changes will, how is this going to affect the meta? So for me personally, I think uh, Weapon Power Paths are definitely going to have a slight change. Uh, really for the crit and the attack speed, um, for the change in stutter to stepping and everything, I would see probably most likely more of an Iraqi style, Iraqi uh, Zora style build with the Sorrow Blade um, into a Tornado Trigger, into a Tyrant's Monocle, instead of that breaking point. Yeah, I mean, we saw breaking point, uh, the specific numbers that changed on that with, uh, I think, the stack loss decay from two to three, and the max stacks is down from 25 to 20. So, I mean, breaking point, we had seen that ran on the boxes, a breaking point in double tyrants, along with the tyrants monocle, uh, the critical strike changed down from 40 to 35, which is, I mean, as not a numbers guy, how big is that change, a 40% to 35%? So it's not, like, detrimental, but it's definitely going to hurt box builds where you go double tyrant monocle. It's really going to affect um, Jewel as she really relies on Critical Strike. So it's not that it's detrimental, but it's definitely that you have to take into consideration moving forward. As you notice, not many CP heroes are really affected by this besides Adagio with the attack speed. Yeah. And so it's definitely, I do think there's going to be a shift in meta come to 2.3. But I don't think it's going to be that big of a shift. So I guess I have a question, Odds. Do you think that it'll be more of a crystal? Do we see any more crystal laner? Or, I mean, what do you think with that? I think it's going to be almost a more viable option. I don't think it it may or may not happen. Because it also determines what junglers are in meta. 
my personal opinion is the lane is derived from what junglers are in meta more than what laners are in meta. And currently, CP junglers are in meta. So ideally, weapon power laners currently are also in meta. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, we've seen since the change in the auto attacking and that one or that point one second delay, uh, we saw a lot of players kind of freak out when the 2.3 update happened. I mean, have you seen a change in your players? Have they in this first week when they were practicing, uh, did they get a lot of practice on that 2.3 or have they still been on the 2.2 since that's what you guys played on this weekend? So the most of them have been on 2.2. There has, I have talked to them about the change and everything. So it's basically just that the tech cooldown is normally about 0.25 to 0.3, average about 0.3. And I'm assuming that's what's getting delayed, taking down to about 0.2 with the reducing the 0.1 seconds. And currently with stutter stepping on 2.2, it's about like if you perfectly stutter step, it's a 19% to about 20% boost in damage. And I think that's really what they do not want in the game is where you have a skill cap. And if you perfect the art, you have a 20% DPS increase over someone that doesn't know how to study a step. Other changes that we had seen that aren't necessary with attack, and which is I was curious to see if they would actually be viable, but we do see a slight buff on the tension bow with armor pierce up from 10% to 12%. Do you think tension bow will ever be actually usable and then have that early game advantage? Um, so tension bow and... Uh... Bonesaw both have that Pierce upgrade. And I have uh, been in talks with some people and testing out the new Tension Bow. And I'm not going to say what heroes it may be viable on, but I definitely see a, a spot where it can be used. He doesn't want to get out any of the secrets. No, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> I mean, that's something that maybe newer players, people that don't understand, how exactly does... Um, the armor pierce work like on bone saw like if do you build that only if there's a lot of armor on the enemy team or you know maybe break that down for someone who doesn't have the understanding of that item so you can build it when like a bone saw definitely if you have a lot of armor but in recent patches it hasn't really had the effect that super evil Medicorp may have intended it to as you can see like double crit it just shreds through armor anyway. So right. I think that direct the direction they're wanting to go is to make it that way. So it does have that potent effect where if they're building a metal jacket, your damage is not. But currently, you if they're building armor or anything like that, you don't need it. But I think coming soon, that's the transition they're making. And even if they have no armor, they still have base armor and that scales with their level. So I think it's always a good idea to build it, if you're mathematically speaking, and with the bone saw having the shred. So it's definitely something I'm going to be keeping my eye out on. Uh, yeah, I think overall, uh, Vainglory had tweeted out just simply some players that were complaining that, you know, it's just something you have to get used to, the new stutter step and the style of what they want to go with. I guess the last thing is just how that specific 0.1 second delay actually scales with uh, the, the weapon and the items that have been changed and how those percentages actually, you know, work out. Everything is scaled down about 33%. Yeah. And that one, 
one second is 33 percent I guess it makes sense because when you look at the patch notes, it shows like, you know, tornado triggers attack speed down from 75 to 40. And like the average person that looks at that is just like, holy crap, that's a big, that's a big nerf. But if you don't really understand the whole point, one second delay on that, you don't under, you don't get that. That's kind of like balancing out the two. Yeah. There's a great, actually great article um, about attack speed by Broken Myth. It's like, it's like brokenmyth.net slash all about basically attack speed. Is this relatively new for like the new attack speed? That- no, it's like it's the old one, but it definitely puts it in a perspective of how it works. All right, yeah, we'll definitely link that in the show notes. But yeah, let's move on to the heroes then and talk about. We can talk about the two main ones that received the nerfs, and then we can talk about a few other ones that may be fun to talk about. We may see into the meta, but you want to give us your opinion on Adagia and Ly- Lyra and how their nerfs may affect their feet in their upcoming metas. Adagio, um, looking right here, it's just the basic attack range is the first one. It's reduced from 6.8 to 6.6. And I don't think that has a lot of a true effect because it still has one of the longest range attacks. It's just kind of getting him into that situation where he feels right. Um, the burst of heal is another thing that's kind of reduced. But I don't think it's it's been reduced and reduced and tweaked for such a long time that I don't think it is super potent. It's maybe going to affect the early game, and I think that's where they're trying to move towards. Is he going to be as viable as a laner? In certain situations, I think that healer, no matter how much you really tweak him to make him average, he's still always going to have a space in comps, and I think their Adagio will always be meta. Same with Lyra. Um... The energy tweaks, nothing too crazy, just the starting energy went down. And the Imperial Sigil, same thing. They kind of just did worked with cooldowns here and increased the cooldowns um, until uh, max level on Imperial Sigil from 8 seconds originally now to 10 all the way down to 8 at max level. And that's basically, again, early game uh, sustain that it's targeting. So I definitely think that these both heroes, all healers, will definitely have a place in an upcoming meta. The priority picks and bans, I definitely I think that you'll see it go away in competitive just because they're normally used for that early game aggression. Right. So I think other heroes will be able to take that role and be able to out-damage the sustain that they actually offer. Yeah, I mean... I watch a lot more NA than EU, but one thing I kind of notice I feel like for EU is the Kestrel, and a lot of people still in EU, you know, will put a Kestrel lane. Uh, do you think Kestrel is still balanced? I've seen some people talking about how Kestrel needs to be nerfed. Um, Kestrel is one of those heroes that's have, it's been nerfed, nerfed, and nerfed, just like the old box. And at some point, I think the kit is just better than other heroes' kits. Right. Um, it has a gl- four glimmer shots that have great range. Um, it has its own stun and invisibility, uh, which also gives it a lot of mobility. And it has a, a snipe, so you can retreat from the fight but still be able to put a lot of damage on in weapon power or CP. So do I think it should be nerfed more? No, I think it's in a good, good place. Like, 
NA is not using it. A lot of other regions aren't using it, especially the weapon power path. The crystal power path right now is a lot more common. Yeah. But still, um, I think it's very easily counterable. And when you build CP, you don't build any defense. So if you engage on the casual, they're going to die repeatedly. So I don't think they're in that big of a hard place. Um, but we'll see what Superman Corp wants to do with that one. All right, so what do you think about uh, Grumpjaw and the buff that he's received? Obviously, I think um, Super Evil Megacorp and Vanguard, they want to get him more involved in the competitive scene. Uh, what do you see that playing out as? Like, I don't, I just don't know where he he really fits. He doesn't offer any CC. Like, he just, like, eats people. It's like just all he does is make the fight a 2v3, and then he's pretty useless after that. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, you want him to be a support, but, like, one of his moves need to do something more. Like, I really want, like, his B attack, to me, is useless. If it was, like, an AoE, like, stomp on the ground and everybody in that stomp was, like, slowed, maybe, but... Maybe maybe Grumpjaw isn't, I mean, I just thought that they were trying to involve him more into the game. I, I think they are, but it's like, it, it's going to take some patches. I, I really do think it's going to, because you can't just like, they don't want to do what they did before where they just fuck, they just like buff and buff. All right. So let me put you on the spot one more time today. I wasn't going to ask you about pedal, but we saw PT lamb on cyclone go absolutely ham on pedal. Do you think this new 2.3, the changes of pedal is going to, is it a nerf? Is it a buff? I know some people don't really know how big of a change it is to her. So with pedal, like just looking right from the passion, you see the attack speed increase um, over time, which is useful, but most uh, pedals don't really build alternating currents and go for an attack speed build. So that could be a, a shift into uh, a different build path with pedal. But you, the biggest things I see just starting down is they're trying to reduce the range of pedal just so slightly on the base attack range from 6 to 5.8, which is a little bit above average overall. So I don't think that's really going to hurt her anywhere there. Um, the Munions, the leash range down from 8 to 7.5. I still also don't think that's so detrimental where pedal is going to be useless. As you know, attack ranges, no attack range is even 7.5 besides Baron, I think, yeah. fully overdriven. So you still have that gap to be able to put your Munions on someone without them actually being able to retaliate you attack. Um, one of the biggest things I do see is that the seed lifetime from 45 to 12. Um, I don't remember the player uh, that did this last weekend, and I'm very sad that I don't in NA, but they were taking Kraken, and they put a Munion field out, so they could not. Oh, yeah. I want to say it was T-Tigers, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you're correct. So things like that and being able to almost be like that Teemo of Vanglory. Right. I don't think it's going to be able to be there. Do players at a professional level utilize um, the Munion seeds? Um, 
to their full ability? Currently, I don't think so. So I don't know how much this is actually going to affect the professional um, environment because I don't think they're utilized the way they can be. So it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, change. Um, besides that, you see a lot of just small um, changes with output and damage and stuff like that, um, changes in abilities. But overall, I do think we're still going to see pedal in 2.3. I think you might see build path changes, maybe people testing alternating current on it. But I don't think you're going to see Pedal um, leave anytime soon. I think she's too good of a hero and uh, fits into too many comps, especially comps trying to run uh, melee heroes. Yeah, I think it'll be definitely interesting to see uh, how much it changes for you know all item changes, all hero changes for this 2.3. Uh, I know you guys have... Do you guys have a week or two weeks? We have challenge battles coming up after this weekend. How long will you guys have on the new patch before you guys have to start competing again? <sighs> Yeah. Next week we have off um, April 8th, which will be the split one challenge battles ending. And then we do resume into split two um, Saturday, April 15th. So about two weeks. So we get a full week of break uh, in between splits. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of practicing and getting uh, used to the 2.3. But uh, Creed and I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you definitely added a lot more knowledge than what we ever could have. <laughs> um but yeah, thanks again. And uh, one last request: uh, you don't have to talk about the hero, but just get Waldemar to play Scarf for me. He's my favorite hero, and I just want to see Waldemar actually go ham with Scarf in the lane. Well, you might be seeing some Scarf in two point three. So thank you all for having me, and uh, have a great day, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode 9 of Time for Rolling Esports. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing this episode. Thanks again one more time to Odds. You can follow him at oddly underscore odds. O-D-D-L-Y underscore O-D-D-S. Um, looking up to the future of our next couple of episodes, we're going to have our recap coming out on Tuesday over the last weekend of Vanglory A, and then we're going to have our preview for the Challenger battles. We're going to talk about the Challenger teams, and then we're going to be uh, breaking down which teams we think will be able to make it into that Vanglory A. Uh, again, you can follow us on Twitter at TFR underscore esports. Also, make sure you're following our uh, other podcasts we have, The Time for Rolling with Blico and Arvin. You can follow them at Time for Rolling. And thank you all for listening to this episode 9 of Time for Rolling Esports. Until next time. Time for Rolling 2.3.